Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. My name is Benson Fexer, and I'll be the host of your show today. Well, uh, this week for the Pirates was definitely better uh, than last week, as last week they only had one win. But uh, this week really wasn't that much better. Going to, uh, two and three. I've started off the week 12 and 12, but I've fallen to 14 and 15 after this two and three week. Uh, they started off second in the NL Central, are now two and a half games, were two and a half games back in the Cardinals, are now fourth in the division, plus four and a half games back of the division in St. Louis Cardinals. Let's recap the week. Saturday against the Dutchers, uh, three to one loss. We're going to pitch great in that game. Uh, the defense, plus the crowd dominated. Six, six hits, three runs, only one earned. Walking one and striking five on Sunday. A heartbreaking loss to the Dodgers by a score of seven to six, which extended the losing streak to eight games. Uh, yeah, Richard Rodriguez gave up the uh, the run that kept costing the Pirates the game. Uh, Trevor Williams just didn't pitch all that well either. Uh, in his six innings, he gave up eight hits, five runs, uh, walking one and striking out six. ERA climbing up to three point three eight. And uh, yeah, Cody Bellinger, the hottest best hitter on the planet, beat the Pirates, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, then Tuesday, the Pirates finally broke their losing streak against the Rangers with a 6-4 to four win in 11 innings. It was a dramatic win at that as the Pirates were down 3 nothing headed into the ninth inning, and they were able to win that game in 11 innings. Craig got the win uh, in his hometown return. Vasquez with the save, his seventh uh, first career home run from Brian Reynolds and Sonny Marte's uh, first game back off the injury list. He had his third home run, and Sonny Marte is really – he is the catalyst for this team, and there is no question uh, about that. Jordan Lyles did not pitch well, went four innings, three hits, two runs, four walks, uh, which we didn't like to see there, five strikeouts, ERA climbing up to 2.42. On Wednesday, the Pirates started a little winning streak, beating the Rangers by a score of 7-5 to sweep the series. Jameson Tyon with the win. Vasquez, another save. Tyon wasn't necessarily short, but he got the job done going six in the third, five hits, four runs, three earned, two walks, five strikeouts. We'll get into the Jameson Tyon news here in a minute. And uh, Friday, yesterday versus Oakland, it was... It was terrible. 14 to 1 loss. Uh, early Jung Ho Gong errors and uh, some poor Jerry Mills calls cost the Pirates the game. As Musco was not himself, going two and two thirds, giving up six hits, seven runs, five earned, two walks, while only striking out one. Uh, we cannot stop Josh Begley, uh, and that really killed us last night. And, you know, it's one game. Uh, Washing off, bounce back t- tonight against the A's. So some of the transactions from this week, this past Saturday, right-handed pitcher Chris Archer was placed on a 10-day interlist with right thumb inflammation. Uh, within the Pirates are called right-handed pitcher Michael Feliz. Uh, two outings so far in his return, he's been doing well. Uh, Jacob Stallings was sent on a rehab to Indy. Uh, he's recovering from his cervical neck sprain. On Tuesday, the Pirates sent third baseman Jose Ozuna on a rehab to Indy. Uh, the options that are Jason Martin down there and activated Marte, again, big catalyst of this team. And yesterday, uh, we activated Jose Ozuna from the Angelist and optioned him to AAA Indianapolis. Uh, and just before we came on air today, uh, some disconcerting news. Right-handed pitcher Jameson Tyne was placed on the 10-day Angelist with 
uh, right elbow flexor strain. Uh, Pablo Reyes was sent down to AAA Indy. Kevin Dimon was activated from the return of his rehab assignment, and the Pirates saw the contract of left-handed pitcher Tyler Lyons. Uh, still a corresponding move to be made. I would watch out for a Jung Ho Gong designation this afternoon. All right, yeah, so let's get into our weekly awards. Play of the week is for Josh Bell. Uh, 286 average this week, 6 for 21, 4 RBIs. Uh, great week from Josh Bell. He continues to be the team's best player. He is getting back to his rookie year form and even exceeding that rookie year form. That's what we need from Josh Bell moving forward. Josh Bell is an excellent player, and he's been carrying this offense all year. With a team that's offense has struggled Mightily, Josh Bell is going to need to continue his success for the Spires team to have any chance at being a competitive ball club. If Josh Bell can continue what he's been doing, his team has a chance to compete. If he falls off and other guys don't step up, kind of out of luck. Uh, pitch of the week goes to Stephen Brault in two innings. Uh, he pitched in a game, giving up one hit, no runs, striking out three, uh, ERA of zero, a 0.50 whip. Yeah, and last week I was sort of hating on Stephen Brawl a little bit, and I do have to apologize uh, just for a minute. Stephen Brawl has uh, really tweaked some stuff since he had his little uh, send down to the minors, and his reload is finally getting back up there. 96 he was hitting in his innings uh, this week. And I really like Stephen Brawl to be a part of this bullpen going forward. I said that he can be a Andrew Miller type pitcher at his peak, and he can be what he's done poorly at his worst. Stephen Brawl is really a hit or miss guy. If he has command of his stuff, he will strike out a lot of guys. If he does not, he will walk a lot of guys. So it's hit or miss with Stephen Brawl, but an excellent week from him. And I apologize for hating on him last week. The Stephen Brawl era in Pittsburgh is not over. Uh, he proved me wrong. Good week, Stephen Brawl. Uh, rookie of the week goes to Brian Reynolds, a 353 average. He was 6 for 17 with a home run and four RBIs. What more can I say about Brian Reynolds? Starting his career with a 10-game hitting streak, only one game. Now behind the record holder for the Pirates, Gregory Polanco, who started his career off with an 11-game winning streak when he came up in 2000, hitting streak when he came up in 2014. I think Brian Reynolds is going to pass that. He has a chance to pass that tonight. Uh, lineup is still yet to come out. Uh, if we get that on air, I will get that to you. But I would assume Brian Reynolds would be in the starting lineup tonight. Uh, I would assume you'd get Reynolds in left, uh, Marte in center, Polanco in right this evening. It's tough to take Melky Cabrera out of the lineup, but you can't take Brian Reynolds out either. Um, and, yeah, we won the edge of McCutcheon trade. Straight up, we did. Kyle Crick, Brian Reynolds, don't tell me otherwise. Uh, Pirates fans, we, we know what we were thinking back when Andrew McCutcheon was traded, but we won the trade. Be happy. Move on. Uh, goes to Cole Tucker. 23 total chances, 15 assists, 8 putouts, 3 double plays, no errors for the slick fielding rookie shortstop. His bat has fallen off uh, significantly uh, since his home run in his first game, but he's still a very good defensive shortstop. And with Kevin Newman being active from the injury list just before he got on air today, I would expect Newman to probably be the starter tonight. Um, I would not be surprised if that was the case, but we'll see. Cole Tucker still has a bright future in Pittsburgh. I still believe he is the future of the shortstop position. He just needs to get his back going a little bit. So with that, I expect Kevin Newman to get the start. 
otherwise, uh, Cole Tucker has had a very nice start to his big league career. All right, I want to move into uh, one of our main topics of the show this afternoon. The bit Pirates let go of a certain utility-type player at the beginning of last season. Could they look to bring him back? Last year, the Pittsburgh Pirates let go of utility player Alan Hansen. He was Bronco broke out in 2012 and led the West Virginia Power in almost all the offensive categories at the time. While in the third pirate system, Hansen played up and brought an interesting speed and pop combination that drew comparison to a young Jose Reyes. However, things started to go south for Hansen as he worked his way up the Pittsburgh Pirates minor league system. His overall numbers were still solid, but he started to struggle with the field. He also saw rates start to rise, which was a major concern. But then in 2014, he found himself benched for hustling. It seemed that Hansen may never have the potential that he thought he was had. The big players finally gave him a small cup of coffee in the big at the end of the 
unfortunately, the complete opposite of this would happen. The A's got out of their rut. One victory this loss. And it's modest two-game win streak and drops the Bucks to two and nine in their last two games. It also dropped the Pirates back under 500 uh, on the season at 14 and uh, so not the new on the front of what happened and why that happened last night. So the beginning things we're looking for the Bucks. Uh, after Joe Musgrove picked the one, two, three top half of the inning, Adam Frazier walked to the second half. And a from Josh Bell to score one nothing Pirates after any uh, play. However, the wheels completely fell apart for the Pirates after this. Monster into team third base to begin the top of the second inning. What would follow was a throwing error by Jonathan Gong and the opening of the floods. After a pair of singles and hit by pitch, the game was tied at one. And the A's and the bases loaded with no one out. This one A's catcher, Josh Fegley's big night would begin. Fegley hit his first of two three run doubles, making the score four to one Oakland. The A's got another run of the anyone pitcher Brett Anderson attempted to lay down a sacrifice bunt, and Musgrove quickly got to the ball and fired to third base in an attempt to retire Fegley. When Fegley realized what was going on, he retreated second base. But the Pirates still had a chance to retire Anderson at first base. Unfortunately, Gong would commit his second throwing error of the inning. This led to another ace run and a 5-1 Oakland lead. After allowing two runs in the top of the third inning, Musgrove exited with the Bucks trailing 7-1 in two and two-thirds innings of work. Musgrove allowed seven runs, only five of those being earned on six hits, two walks, and he recorded a single strikeout. Early on, it looked like Musgrove was on its way to yet another start, but after the first of two thrown errors by Gong in the second inning, Musgrove could never get back into the groove he had with the first four batters of the game. Musgrove missed some spots and created some of his own problems, but it would have been nice to see what had happened had Gong successfully thrown a start of the second inning. Rodriguez 
Lombardi and Edgar Santana on the IL. The Pirates do not have very many other options at the moment. This is another reason why I believe figuring things out would be a huge boost for the bullpen. Odds are King and Liriano and Rodriguez will all be unavailable today. As a result, the Pirates will almost be forced to make a roster move for sure, as they did selecting the contract for Tyler Lyon. Not even a position player such as Sunset was a stupid move by Tyler One positive to come from this ugly game with Brian Lowe recording a six and the form of two to July. With the hit rounds for spending the painful for 10 games for starting MLB career, this puts them one game short of tying Gregory Polanco for the team record for the longest hitting streak to begin a career. Gregory just continues to kill baseballs for the Pirates. After finding out to right field in the second half out of the game, Reynolds basically left his back with 112 rounds. Reynolds is looking like a player that will bloom into a long-time starter in the outfield for the Pirates. The play of Reynolds is a big reason why the anti-touching trade, looking like a good one for the Bucks, was one of the key takeaways from the series. As fans saw at PNT Park on Friday night, baseball is an almost impossible game to win. Enter the day that A's have to stop Tony Gaither's arm and start Brian Lyon. The Pirates have put up arguably their two best offenses this entire season. Despite these two batters, the A's will win the Bucks by the team of like this one will happen over the course of a 162 MLB season. Uh, that does not make them any easier of a pill to swallow for fans. But one of the beauties of baseball is there being 162 games, meaning you never have to wait long to bounce back from games like this one. Uh, the second game of the series is scheduled for tonight. 705, uh, Trevor Williams has a 3.38 ERA, a 3.53 fifth. While the A's will give the ball to righty Chris Bassett, a 0.75 ERA, a 2.79 fifth. And just his third start of the season, uh, tonight's game will be televised nationally on S1. It's nice to get, it's nice to get that uh, nationally televised game. If you remember the last game that was on FS1 was the game that Cole Tucker hit his first uh, career major league home run in his debut. And really last night, and this is the beauty of baseball, we have a 162-game schedule, and there are so many games left. Over the course of a season, no matter how good a team is, there are going to be nights like last night, and that's what we as fans have to realize. Yeah, it sucks. I hated watching the game last night after that awesome first inning. But there's another game tonight, and Trevor Williams is pitching for the Pirates tonight, and he's been very good at home. We have a chance to go out there and still win this series. We cannot be resting on our laurels. And think about the game last night. Because, again, it's one game that's still a one and there just cannot be on type of games. Again, the, the silver line from last night's game had to have been Brian Reynolds. The 10-game now, and he's really starting to look like he's going to be the left fielder in Pittsburgh in 2020 uh, if Corey Dixon does depart. Now, certainly, he's going to be in competition with Jason Martin for that spot, but I'm really liking Brian Reynolds and really liking the Andrew McCutcheon trade as of right now. A uh, big win for you know, with that trade. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to point out real quick, like, why wasn't J.B. Shock in the game last night? Why did he not pitch? A boneheaded move by manager Clint Hurdle cost, it's going to cost somebody a 40-man roster spot because the Pirates selected Tyler Lyons uh, shortly and we're still waiting on to see who's going to be designated for assignment or placed on the 60-day injury list. What's going to happen? And not using J.B. Shock last night cost somebody a roster spot. 
here to talk about Adam Fraser. Talk about his uh, slow start and what he to turn. Adam Fraser started off the 2019 season slow for the numbers his results should have been better. Entering games on May 3rd, Pittsburgh Pirates second man Adam Frazier is hitting just a 9.1% clip and struck out just 13.6% of the time. He's making contact, just not seen any results so far. And both my own model and baseball savants, uh, XWOBA, indicate that he should have better results. This isn't meant to be used as a predictor of the future. It's a descriptor of what happened or the probability of what was to happen. One of the downsides this season is that Frazier only has one bad ball with a home run probability. Based on exit velocity, launch angle, and spray angle, greater than 90%. His second highest home run probability was 32.8%, and the result of the batted ball was a double. While Frazier's average exit velocity is just 86.1 miles per hour, it illustrates the dangers of using an average, especially one month into the season. Frazier's beating exit velocity is 88.6 miles per hour. And 60% of Frazier's batted balls have this average exit velocity. A skewed left distribution. Here's, so if we look at the density plot from Adam Frazier's uh, average exit velocity, and that's really an important stat. How hard the ball is coming off the bat, because that's really all you control as a player. You can sort of control where it's going. But while his mean exit velocity is 2.5 miles per hour higher than his average exit velocity, it is still 1.7 miles per hour lower than the league medium. What Frazier is doing is hitting balls and launch angle and spray angle like where on the field the ball is hit. Despite his 290 WOBA being 27 points below the league mark, Frazier's estimated WOBA is 8 points higher than the league average at 325. Well, it's not great. Frazier's underlying bad ball data makes him look more a league average hitter. Some of the probabilities of each event provides the season-long outcome. While it's only 4.5 hits more than what he has, uh, his early four hits make a large difference in the batting average, especially adding a half, a home run, a triple, and a double. The difference is enough to take Frazier from well below league average to about a league average hitter. So if we're looking at Adam Frazier, we can't really criticize him for the sort that he's had in the season because the numbers don't look good, but you can't take a look at his numbers early in the season and say, okay, this is who it is. It's early on in the season, and it's a small sample of 84 batted balls and 110 plate appearances. But Frazier's early season struggles don't line up with where his underlying batted ball measurements indicate what his result should have been. It's not a predictive measurement, rather than a descriptive one. Um, but really, his estimated WOB is more in line with an average bat so far this season. Terms of result, but if he holds his pattern of batted balls, uh, results should eventually come. This would would be a welcome boost uh, to the Pittsburgh lineup. Yeah, uh, we need Adam Frazier to get back to become the hitter that we can be, and that I have praised him for being in the past. You know, I mean, we've talked a lot about Adam Frazier on the show in the past. I mean. From when it came to Adam Frazier taking over for Josh Harrison as the everyday second baseman to what he's going to do in 2019. 
And one month into the season, you really can't take too much stock in a guy's batting average. You just can't. And that's really the point of this segment today, that we can't look at Adam Frazier's batting average and say, oh, no, he's not the player we thought he was going to be. We, we can't do that because the batted ball data, and, yes, it's a small sample size, but it shows that he should be a league average hitter thus far, and he is still slumping. Okay, when Adam Frazier is on, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. It's that simple. You know, the two players that remind me a lot of each other are Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier. They're very similar players when they're hot. They spread over the field. They have decent pop. And Adam Frazier showed that last season. Yes, he had a bad start. Yes, he was sent down to AAA. But he showed what he was capable of in the second half of the season. We know Frazier can get back to the ball player that can be the guy. But we talked about competing for a batting title in this league. We know he can be that type of baseball player. There's no question about that. He's slumping right now. No doubt about it. And the real thing that's going to help him get out of the slump, just looking at the batted ball data, is going to be increasing that exit velocity. You know, 86.1 miles per hour is decent, but it's not great. That's below league average. And still his left distribution marks, still below league average. So if we're looking at it in a mathematical process, which is good to look at it if you are a baseball fan, that's why I'm trying to break it down to you right now. Because the common fan, like if you're going to PNC Park tonight and you look at the scoreboard and you see the guy's batting average, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story this early in the season. Or you see a guy's ERA. Take Kyle Crick, for example. He's been great. He just had to slip up against the Diamondbacks. You can't take too much stock in early season numbers. You just can't. And if you do, then you're not an educated baseball fan. And obviously, if you're listening to me right now, uh, this late into the show, you're a pretty educated baseball fan. And I just wanted to educate you on the, the, real, the reality of what Adam Frazier is doing because it's not that bad. He's not that bad of a ball player, and he deserves to be the lead officer still. He's going to get himself out of this funk. And when he does, he's going to be back to being the baseball player we all know and love. And we all know that Adam Frazier can be. Because when Adam Frazier is at the peak of his game, he's the best second baseman in baseball. He's got the defensive ability to do it. His bat-to-ball contact is maybe one of the best I've ever seen. And Brian Holmes is starting to rival that, which is insane. But still, he has pop to go with that. Adam Frazier is the real deal. Okay, I'm not doubting that, at least not at this point. If he continues to struggle and some of the batted ball data changes, some of my opinions can certainly change, and I'm open to changing that opinion. But I'm not going to sit here today on May the 4th, 29 games into the Major League Baseball season for the Pirates, and say that it's time to cut ties with Adam Frazier, the young stud of the second base position. I'm not. I, I can't sit here and comfortably say that. I just can't. All right, I just sort of want to break down sort of the moves. I was, I've was i been doing some thinking about it, and again, like the news broke like 10 minutes before I came on air, so we started at 3 p.m. today, uh, 2.50 the news broke. Uh, Jameson tied him to the interlist with a right elbow flexor strain, and uh, Pablo Reyes sent down, Kevin Newman activated, and uh, Tyler Lyons' contract selected 
from AAA Indianapolis. So somebody is either going to be designated for assignment and or sent to the 60-day IL. And again, that's on Clint Hurt. Man, th- th- this one hurts. I'm not going to lie. The Chris Archer brought some information. He's back to throwing the ball, and he's going to need to get back pretty soon. So he, he went on the injury list on Saturday, so that would mean he's eligible to come off it. Uh, seven days from then, so he would be eligible to return on um eight, nine, on uh, May the eighth. So we definitely need him back. Um, otherwise, Nick King is probably going to be taking a rotation spot, and that puts us at four. And then I would assume Stephen would also be entering into rotation as well. So what we're looking at right now is a rotation of Trevor Williams, Joe Musgrove. Jordan Lyles, Nick Kingham, and Stephen Brault. That is the Pirates rotation as right now. Until James Turn and Chris Archer return. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our show today. Thank you all for tuning in. If you tune on the Instagram Live, thank you. Uh, thank you for persevering to the end of this if you're not listening live right now. And, uh, yeah, no matter how you're listening, archive live. We appreciate it. Uh, for more Bunker Booth content, be sure to head over to our website at baseballpodcastnet.com. Follow our host on Instagram, myself, at Dugout. If you're listening on the IG Live, you know what's up. Uh, Jared at Pirates.Strong. And, uh, yeah, follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. Uh, YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. And, yeah, just a note on the Baseball Podcast Network. Uh, they're actually big time coming up. I I know if you're listening right now, you're definitely a Pirates fan. But uh, starting on June the first, we're adding 25 podcasts um to the network. So that's gonna be exciting. Uh, I, I suggest you turn. They've got weekly, BPM fantasy. Uh, it's gonna be fun. So make sure to check that out. Baseballpodcast.com. That's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Ben Spector. Let's get back to Hunter this week. I'll see you here Saturday at noon. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs>